0: Good afternoon, everyone. I am so excited that you're back with me, and I can't wait to move forward. Last week, we talked about thorns and finding blessing in the things that we struggle with or the things that have the potential to overwhelm us and that have not been removed from us. We remember the power of Christ and that although he is able, he is capable of removing these struggles and weaknesses, he may choose to leave them. We may never understand this side of heaven why that is, but we can learn to allow those thorns to draw us into closer relationship with our Savior, to help shape ministry and direction in our lives, and to protect and preserve the goodness that God is creating in us as we grow. I am one who needs to be both forgiven and one who needs to forgive. As the one who needs to be forgiven, I have learned that my thorns, left unchecked, have allowed me the freedom to sin over and over again in the same way. My addiction and the behaviors that accompanied it needed to be forgiven, and yet, the forgiveness itself did not stop the behaviors. So as people who need to learn to forgive others, we must remember that forgiveness is not effective as a tool meant to try and change someone. That's our first point here today. Forgiveness is not effective as a tool meant to try and change someone. There are many reasons why people get stuck in cycles and cannot seem to find their way out. Later in this series, I discuss triggers and how our past experiences directly relate to emotional and physical reactions this is important to understand as we focus on our heart within the forgiveness cycle. There have been so many times I've repeated the same mistake and I know the part of me needs to learn some lessons over and over again before I really get it rather than just understand it on an intellectual level. So we must not forgive as a means to try and change someone's behavior. That's not going to be effective. Number two, forgiveness is not effective when we expect a certain outcome. I spent years believing that I could never forgive someone from early in my childhood. At some point in recovery, I was told that I would just need to forgive myself for not being able to forgive them. Years later, in a small group at church, I knew that was a mistake. The only thing that had held me back from attempting to want to forgive this person was that I knew they would never admit to what they had done. If I looked at this person and told them I was sorry for my part in the brokenness, they would probably accept my apology, but there would be no reciprocation to my knowledge. And this frightened me. It held me back because my prideful self, could not imagine apologizing for behavior that I had blamed on this other person for so long. So often, these motives to try and change the other person or with an expectation of return and compassion are why we decide to forgive. These do not work and this is not truly forgiveness. So why do we forgive and what does that look like? The third point I wanna talk about regarding forgiveness is that we forgive as an act of obedience. Scripture tells us repeatedly about the importance of forgiveness. In Matthew twelve eighteen through 22, it says, "'Then Peter came up and said to him, "'Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, "'and I forgive him as many as seven times?' Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. This is not easy. When someone breaks a promise or hurts us or does something to cause trust to be broken, it is painful and causes strain in the relationship. Forgiveness does not come easy, but it is an act of obedience. Number four forgiveness does not mean forgetting forgiveness is an act of grace just as with grace the only perfect forgiveness comes from God but we can learn how to forgive through the power of the Holy Spirit we may remember the offense or offenses for the remainder of our lives the human brain is tricky We can forget certain important things. We can create memories that do not exist and remember them vividly. We can remember things we do not want to remember. Forgiveness does not erase the memory. It frees us from being chained to that memory. Number 5. Forgiveness allows God to move in us. Hear me on this point. Forgiveness allows God to move in us. I'm going to read part of a chapter of my book, Surrender, as I talk about forgiveness there. But I want to emphasize the point that when we choose to forgive, when we ask God to help us forgive in the moments we don't want to, when we act in obedience by forgiving Others. We are freeing a part of us, giving that part to God so that He can fill that space with Himself. The letter I'm about to read came after a challenge was given in a small group to find one thing we could not do without the help of God and ask Him to help us. And as soon as I wrote the letter, with shaking hands and tears on my cheek, I felt the weight lift from my shoulders, and I heard God speak ministry to me shortly after. I tell you, without the act of forgiveness, I would not be here today writing these messages, speaking these messages, sharing the lessons that God has given me. Without forgiveness, I would not know that this is what God has called me to do in this moment, in this season of my life. I specifically titled my chapter on forgiveness as I forgive you, the power of moving forward. So here's the letter I wrote. I forgive you. My forgiveness does not mean that I have healed completely. It does not mean that this relationship can be restored this side of heaven. I forgive out of obedience to Christ and that I can be released I am no longer yours to hurt, but his to grow. God knew that you would hurt me in a way I could not understand. He knew that I would internalize my self-worth as wrapped in sexuality. He knew that I would hurt and use others to fulfill that sense of self-worth, that I would be selfish, prideful, and reckless he knew i would struggle and fall but god also knew that he would turn all that pain and sin into something beautiful he is restoring me and is transforming me still for that i am grateful i pray for you today that you would turn to god and allow him to change your heart I pray for you to be healed from whatever pain you brought into our relationship. I pray that one day I see you in heaven where you and I can love each other as God intended. This brings us to point six. Forgiveness removes us from the roles we have chosen to play or from the titles that we've been given by others such as victim, judge, jury, or hero. When we do not forgive and we hold onto resentment, it is easy to feel victimized over and over again. When we forgive, we no longer have the right to punish the person who hurt us or to decide what they deserve. For me personally, my pride allows me to want revenge quickly when I feel hurt. And forgiveness removes this feeling and frees me from needing to punish or hurt the other person in return. Just as easily, forgiving someone in my limited human capacity can allow me to play the hero, wanting to be the only one who understands this person, the only one who does not get upset by anything and only loves this person but this behavior can cause enabling and can sometimes keep us in unhealthy relationships. That is not true forgiveness. We'll talk about this more next week as we discuss codependency in the church, but know that although we're called to love everyone, we are not called to walk this journey with everyone. Forgiveness does not have to mean that we allow hurtful behaviors to continue and the relationship to look exactly the same. We need to seek Christ in prayer and look to the power of the Holy Spirit for wisdom in order for forgiveness to be healthy and with right intent, with good intention. As we prepare to close today, I want to bring you to the moment right before I began writing this letter of forgiveness. Whether you're one who needs to learn to forgive those whose struggles have hurt you, or you're someone who has held on to addictive behaviors as a medication for the hurt you have endured and you need to learn to forgive in order to truly be free from that, Whether you are one who needs to be forgiven and hopes that one day you will be reconciled with someone who you hurt so badly, I encourage you to listen to this moment and to seek wisdom in your journey of forgiveness and healing. This comes from page 100 of my book, and I'll just read for you here. It was within a small group discussion at church almost two years ago as I write this, that a challenge was given to us. We were to choose one thing that we knew would be impossible without God, and we were to ask God to make it possible as we attempted this challenge. I somehow knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I had found my surrender, and the one person I had not been able to forgive yet was hanging on my mind. I wish that I could say that I wanted to forgive and just needed the strength from God to let go. Honestly, I did not want to forgive this one person, the first person to take advantage of my innocence. I had held onto this experience for so long that it had become a part of who I was. This was beyond the type of forgiveness needed for others. I needed courage that only God could give me. The type of courage that would allow me to release the deepest hurt I had ever known. One sunny day, I walked out to a large rock that surrounded itself in the tiny ripples of the lake caused by leaping frogs and canoes filled with fishermen. It was so quiet and serene. The only sounds were the gentle lapping of the water and an occasional whistling from the trees. My hand shook as I held the pen in my hand, hovering above the paper on which I would write words I did not intend to believe or feel. I asked God for both strength and courage to endure and complete this task, but as I began writing, a swell of tears began to pour down my cheeks and onto the letter. I was beginning to understand the gravity of release. I was starting to feel the chains unlock and drop to my sides. The sun was hotter and more comforting on my shoulders and face. I was no longer holding on to the burden of my past. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, because you have forgiven us, so perfectly by sending your son as a gift to us, by sending your son to suffer and die, that we may be freed from our sins and have the gift of eternity with you. Because of this forgiveness, we can learn to forgive others. We can ask and receive through the power of your Holy Spirit. So fill us, Lord. Show us those spaces that need forgiveness and the people that we need to forgive. Let us ask you for the courage and strength needed for forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me again. I can't wait to spend next week with you as we dive into codependency versus support, letting God mold the clay. God bless.